Hello and welcome to the One Hit Away Foundation podcast series. I'm Darren C.D. Baca and the co-founder of One Hit Away Foundation, which is the only nonprofit organization in the country that dedicates resources to brain healing and brain health to athletes affected by sports-related concussions and I might add sub-concussions. If you are interested in learning more about brain healing treatments for sports-related concussions, this is the right place and we thank you for your time and interest. Also, if sports have been or is currently a part of your life, then you know that everyone literally is just one hit away from a sports-related concussion that can turn their life upside down, all due to that, yep, invisible injury. The title of today's podcast is called TMS, Transcranial Magnetic Stimulation. And there's another name for that that Dr. Jason Kiefer, our guest, is going to tell us about. It's called neuromodulation, which we'll dig into. Let me just share with you, I get excited when I have, I'm surrounded by brainiacs, and, and Dr. Jason Kiefer is one of those. He is commanding the space, and he's reinventing the stabilization component due to technology for brains to reheal. And so we're about to just dive into this informative discussion with Dr. Jason Kiefer, and he's going to obviously relate to you, our audience, the, one of the most advanced and beneficial brain healing treatments for sports-related concussions out there. And it's realized that technology is one of our best friends when it comes to this topic. So welcome, Dr. Jason Kiefer. Thank you, Darren. Thanks for having me on. Well, let me uh, take a moment to introduce you to our audience. Um, Dr. Jason Kiefer is located in Honolulu, Hawaii, where he's been practicing as an MD since 2004. Uh, due to his tremendous results and experience in TMS, trans transcranial magnetic stimulation. Many from around the world uh, take time to fly to the Aloha State for his services. Uh, Dr. Jason Kiefer is board certified. Uh, he is a board certified child and adolescent psychiatrist and general psychiatrist. His education uh, undergraduate in undergraduate school at University of Nebraska, uh, medical school, University of Nebraska, College of Medicine, residency at University of California, San Diego, as a general in general psychiatry, uh, also fellowship University of Hawaii John A. Burns School of Medicine, child and adolescent psychiatry. Couple honors Dr. Jason Keeper has uh, received while time in Hawaii and Honolulu. Uh, on Honolulu Magazine 2015, wrote and authored an article called "Face of Child Adolescent Psychiatry." Uh, also um, res received the Resident of the Year Award in University of Hawaii 2004. Um, the brain is a very important organ to our bodies, to say the least. This three-pound brain is the commanding computer site for our lives. The brain consumes about 15% of our body's blood, 20% of our body's oxygen, 25% of our body's daily caloric intake. And these percentages dramatically increase as the brain gets inflamed and also has metabolic, ill, Ill metabolic responses from a concussion or damage of subconcussions. The point of me saying that is that that's the maximum the brain takes. And when the brain can't get any more to restabilize or reset itself for healing, that's when jeopardy does occur for the victim of subconcussions or concussions. So the reason we talk a lot about it one hit away, healing modalities such as hyperbaric oxygen therapy, functional neurology, nutrition, and now we're introducing a transcranial magnetic um, transcranial uh, magnetic stimulation is because the brain, these are modalities that allow the brain to get more of what it needs during a time of 
tremendous inflammation, toxins, metabolic, uh, tre tremendous metabolic occurrences going on that imbalances the person's life. And so when you have these things available that have been proven, they're safe. That's one reason we have great success at One Hit Away Foundation is introducing our recipients to these healing modalities with experts like Dr. Jason Kiefer. So this is why we're here today. And first of all, before we get into the science of neuromodulation and RTMS, tell us about the Brain Health Hawaii Clinic. And when did you open up this center? Well, we started the, the concept of Brain Health Hawaii evolved out of our child, adolescent, adult, and family psychiatry clinic where we worked with kids and all the way up through most of their uh, childhood, young adulthood, you know, and getting involved with parents and grandparents and, and really seeing that there was, there's a need to continually push the envelope to find safe, safe, effective ways of helping people. And so about two to three years ago, started slowly as a pop-up inside of that clinic. And then hmm. about two years ago, formally opened the center that we now uh, operate our clinic out of uh, at Kahala Mall in Honolulu on Oahu. And uh, so in that time frame, we've, we've grown from operating one, one neuromodulation system to now uh, five and wow. opening a second site out for West Oahu and, uh, you know, really, really pushing the limits, I think, of like quality, balancing the quality and quantity care. You know, we've, and we've already treated four to 500 patients, you know, 20,000 plus treatments, you know, in, you know, in a safe manner. And, uh, you know, with arguably pre some pretty significant clinical outcomes. And so Brain Health Hawaii, you know, we're, we're, we're on a mission, you know, we're just, uh, we're just a small little caring team on a, on a rock in the middle of the ocean, but <laughs> you know, really, really strive for the, the best outcomes. And, and over time, we've just seen more and more, you know, you, you clued into a word that we frequently use around here. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a phrase, but this idea of sub-concussive -con sub injuries that, you know, some of them are acute. And, and many of the neuropsychiatric presentations now in hindsight that I've seen in my career as a uh, psychiatrist, you know, there's, there's a big component of this, of this sub-concussive aspect of, of neuronal health or, or lack of health that is playing a big role, I think probably we're going to find out much bigger than we ever thought. Absolutely right. And that's why we're talking today to open up the, the intelligent base of our audience, because they deserve to know the healing options that aren't presented to them in the general system per se. When you talk about neuromodulation center, neuromodulation system, what does that entail? What's a neuro neuromodulation system to our audience? Well, neuromodulation, you know, I probably should be a little more specific. <clears throat> Thanks for clarifying. You know, the, the whole idea of neuromodulation, I think, if I were to try to increase everyone's awareness is, you know, the reality is, is we've been neuromodulating for a long time. And, and arguably, a lot of the things we just do, everything we do day to day, whether we're drinking caffeine, taking various supplements, is some form of neuromodulation. So neuromodulation... Is an umbrella term, right? The brain is an electrochemical organ. So for the most part, we're all aware of the whole idea of neurotransmitters and medication. Right. And that's, that's, one, that's one aspect of neuromodulation, right? Because the idea is you're using neurotransmitters 
to neuromodulate to increase synaptic efficiency and communication, right? Okay. So the, the, the other part of that neuromodulation umbrella or underneath that umbrella is, is sort of the energy of the electrical component, right? So we know that the neurons, there's a, you know, we think there's 100 billion and each one is connected to, we think, 10 to 20,000. So sort of this exponential network. And the primary mode we now know neurophysiologically is actually the electrical or, or energy depolarization of the neurons. And so when I say neuromodulation, I'm, I'm referring to the uh, repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation machine. Um, we also combine that with some EEG technology to help us be more precise, more personalized in our approach, given everybody's brain is unique. And so when I, th when I think of it, when I refer to a system, I'm referring to a system of uh, basically a, a transcranial magnetic stimulation machine, you know, paired with a, uh, a mobile, uh, what we call a dry EEG cap. Okay, that's, that's perfect. And in terms of the neuromodulation, obviously you've, you've summarized it so well with neuromodulators and neurotransmitters, that's really the, the traffic light to the electric signals for our brains. Mm -hmm. um, what made you pursue the precision niche of our TMS technology and the application to TBI? You know, that's, that, that really has been quite a journey. So right out of medical school, I did a detour before I found my, my home and my passion around uh, neuropsychiatry and brain health. I did an internal medicine, uh, a full year of internal medicine at USC County Hospital, excellent training. And so I've always had this sort of uh, grounding in, in the, uh, you know, the physical medicine aspects, the physical health aspects as I furthered my training in adult psychiatry at UCSD and then child and adolescent and family psychiatry at the University of Hawaii. So as I was, I've been working through, you know, in my clinical experience, um, meeting with, you know, various kids on up to adults in different conditions in the last 15 plus years, you know, there were, there were just any countless number. I can really start to see their faces and, and hear and, and, and feel their stories over the years where, you know, they, they would show up in my, my, uh, in my clinic, you know, as 25, 27, 35, 37. And the histories just didn't quite line up like a classic quote unquote mental health condition. So, you know, as, a, as someone who dabbled in sports off and on throughout my life, you know, just having a real sense of, of you know, these, these, these hits, these bumps, you know, obviously the blackout hits are, are the obvious ones or the motor vehicle accidents. And, and really having having just just this clinical hunch that you know, especially in these folks that aren't responding to the conventional treatments that we would we would be using, there's something else going on, right? And so I so the last probably five to ten years, I started to really drill into as the as the science of neurophysiology and our understanding of the brain and how it works was growing. It was like I, I was really sort of priming myself for what I eventually found as I started to look about four or five years ago for the available tools that are out there and really just do a, a lot of exploration in my, in my own free time until I found not just RTMS, but basically a way to uh, make the delivery of the RTMS more precise, you know, more personalized. Um, and it was really, I, I, I really do think this whole thing is coming full circle as I've met the, uh, 
the folks at One Hit Away. And that is, you know, it's I, this this idea of helping and really ident- not just identifying, but then being able to help folks that uh, have lingering injuries from uh, in terms of their brain health and neuronal functioning and, and sort of finding something that will actually work. And, you know, I, I think arguably we, we've found that, you know, and I can say that just based on our experience here on, uh, you know, four to 500 patients. And, you know, uh, I think a conservative number would be, you know, a hundred of those folks have clear identifiable subconcussive and and concussive histories. So when a recipient comes to you for services and you talk about neuromodulation and they get involved in the process, do they actually sit down in front of a computer and what do you, what do you put uh, electrodes on their head? Tell the audience what they would, what they would get. Yeah. So we use, uh, it's really convenient if you think about historically in order to get a, um, a brainwave study or an EEG study of the brain historically, that would take, you know, an hour and involve a lot of gel and leads. Uh, we're now able to speed that process up to approximately, you know, about five, 10 minutes. Um, so, so if someone comes in, they basically come in and we have, we have a a sort of a cloud-based system that allows us to get Mm. Clinical rating scales are all scientifically validated uh, in ranges of, you know, you know, mood, anxiety, functioning, you know, neurobehavioral sleep. And so we're able to store and then right after that, then it's about a it's about a five to 10 minute EEG study. And then we we map it in a way that allows us to look at the, the the synchrony or the alignment of the brain and in all the regions. And then we're able to go over that. And sometimes I can identify, well, usually I can identify the extent to which there's a, a, linger, a lingering concussive or subconcussive uh, injury. And, uh, and many times we can localize it specifically to the various region and it, and it will tend to, to line up with the actual events that people will either be reporting or uh, in hindsight will recall after we've identified the, uh, the, the neuronal stunning, or as you point the the uh, as you pointed out earlier, referring to the fact that there are some areas of the brain that, that just go offline. Yeah, we uh, we talk a lot about to our recipients, you know, the brain to to kind of make it sequential of understanding the brain when it has gets injured. There's regions of the brain that don't work, that overwork, and that underwork. There's really kind of exactly. three areas. And so when you have what I would say, and, and you talk about this in your own website, is this, I guess what you just described, they sit down for a functional brain assessment. Correct. And, and that's what you're giving them as a functional brain assessment in 10 to 15 minutes. And then you can pinpoint the area or the region of the brain that needs now what? What does it need from you once you pinpoint it? Well, you know, first of all, let me back up because you, you do, you, you know, you refer to the functional brain assessment. I think that's an important thing for folks to be aware of, you know, that, it, that it's out there because truthfully, you know, 99 out of a hundred folks that I see that have had head injuries, you know, they come in with quote unquote, normal MRI, normal CT. Right. 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 And so this is uh, a, a clinically useful tool that allows us to look at a more dynamic picture, you know, a functional readout. And it's not, there's no test that's perfect, but in terms of it, being clinically applicable and then and then useful in um, developing a treatment plan and then tracking the results or outcome of that intervention or treatment has really really been a game changer for us in in helping people. 
And so okay. once we review that, you know, then we can, I can get a sense based on the history and then the appearance of the functional brain assessment and give, really sit down and give people a, some specific um, recommendations about how it, how it should be managed if, if treatment is right for them. And if so, you know, I can begin to estimate and make recommendations of the total number of treatments that I think it will take to get that, to get that person's brain back online and, and moving forward again. It's amazing what you just shared with our audience, because we believe in that we, uh, you know, you know so much about the spec imaging also, and this is two areas where we can at least sit down with a recipient, yours and spec imaging, and share with them the evidence of this invisible injury no longer being invisible. And right. they, they know it's visible. Now they're buying in and saying, I do want to get the proper stabilization and brain healing code for my, for my brain. Whereas there's so many people out there that don't have the, the resources or the options or the knowledge to get this, this invisible scenario become visible. They just, they get plagued for the rest of their lives. So God, that's, that's right. wonderful. No, that's right. And, you, and as you're saying that, I'm just thinking of a former colleague of mine, Dr. Amina, and I, I just love the work that he's doing at Amen. And, and right. you know, I'll frequently get folks that they'll come back from the consultation with him or the other folks there with their, you know, with their one of reports and, and the spec scanning. And it's such a useful tool. I mean, people can get really dialed in and have an understanding and, and really get focused on, on how to, to get things back online and moving forward, you know, using that type of technology. Well, and yours, it's just stay on topic here with the phenomenal RTMS. So obviously it's a, identifier of where the issue occurs now what happens in your audience in your in your office with a recipient what occurs and what exactly kind of stimulation do you give the brain to start a stabilization program or a healing program yeah so basically from the standpoint of like you know what's next is we we sit down and we talk and then we kind of go over the the process um i'll tend to explain and spend some time sort of differentiating um what, what we consider sort of like uh, sort of the conventional or the type of RTMS that folks may be reading about in the current medical literature or online and, and helping them to understand the difference between what that is and what we are going to be doing if they want to pursue treatment. And so once, once we do that and they have an understanding, um, then, you know, most people can quickly get it and we move forward with treatment. And it's basically just laying back in a comfortable, you know, comfortable environment. We like to set it up almost like a sort of a calm spa-like environment, the light's low, and you don't really have to do anything other than just sit still. Hmm. And we will basically spend the next, depending on the, <clears throat> the, the, uh, the phase of treatment, it can take anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes. And essentially hmm. the person undergoing the treatment is just laying there relaxing uh, in a calm environment, either watching some nature videos on a television or practicing their meditation. That's, that's, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like what I need after the end of the day. It's fabulous. Yeah. I mean, I, um, think, I think I would say, is to, you know, it's just to kind of differentiate because I, I really do think that it's important for your audience and for that fact, uh, as many people as possible, possible to understand you know, uh, RTMS is definitely neuromodulation. RTMS is a is a rapidly evolving field, and not 
every RTMS site is the same. And so I think it's important for folks to sort of really uh, become more and more informed to know what they're looking for and to develop an understanding. Um, the type of RTMS that we're doing is what we've considered low energy because we're more precise. We're able to drop the level of energy so low, for example, that I have, you know, five, six, seven-year-old autistics that will sit through it. You know, and these are kids that if, it, if it's painful or uncomfortable in any way, they're going to let you know. And, and by no yeah. means are they going to show up for a second treatment. And so right. just to give you an idea, because, um, you know, one of the reasons why I've, I steered away from the, uh, the most widely used approaches is just because the, the delivery of the energy level is based on the motor threshold, which is uh, not to get too far into the weeds with it, but it, but it's it's a lot of energy, and and truthfully, it's it's a, it's a it can be uncomfortable. And uh, and the main thing I think for people to really benefit from this health technology, you know, they have to want to come back. And, you know, so it's all about finding that, you know, the the lowest dose where you can be most efficacious, and and that's what we've continued to drive towards, so that people can come. It's a relatively enjoyable experience. They can hang in there for the duration without any, without feeling uncomfortable at all and, and little to no side effects while realizing the benefits over, you know, a course of 20 to 40 treatments. So you, you mentioned that they can stay in there for the duration. Tell our audience what exactly is happening to the brain while they're in this process of treatment. What, what is the healing component, restabilization component? What's going on in the neurotransmitters, neuromodulators? What's happening? Yeah, so what we're really looking at is, uh, you know, is issue, an issue of brain timing. You know, you were, you've alluded to it a number of times about, you know, underworking, overworking. You know, we, we talk in terms of slow and fast and or synchronous which is basically the same thing and so if you want to think about what happens when first you need to think about what happens when there's an injury a concussion or even a sub-concussive event is the neurons are stunned and the neuronal response to stunning is to go slow the natural response is to go in that underworking almost restful in bed state offline even during the daytime, which we think is what's causing most of the symptoms, depending on the region of, of uh, neuronal slowing. And so from a, you know, in a very simplistic manner, though, I guess the best way to understand, really working to bring those areas of neuronal online and synchronous with the rest of the brain, because the brain wants to be efficient, right? Uh, to your point, you were saying how the brain needs to go and get more of what it needs. Well, when it's working right, it's a well-oiled machine. It's a, it's a uh, synchronous orchestra. And, and so the, the music sounds good. The brain functions well. And it uses energy in a very efficient manner. When it gets stunned or offline, what's going to throw off the homeostasis or the balance? Right. Some areas are going to be underworking. Some are going to be overworking. And now it's an inefficient utilizer of those resources. And, and, will, and it becomes a vicious cycle. So you, so for our audience, to, to summarize what you just said, synchronization of your brain's neuro, neuromodulation, I would lack a better terms on my part, but when you get synchronized, then all of a sudden you start sleeping better, your right. concentration gets better, your emotional stability sets in, your stamina gets stronger, your anxiety fades away because your brain isn't out of sync. 
So that's perfect. Is that is that right? That's exactly right. Got it. And that's, that's you great. know that's just what we see over and over again. You know, I know we were recently involved with some folks, and and you know that's just a, another example of yeah of where when you know when we're able to make the help the brain to become synchronous again, um, people just do better in in all those all those areas. So is. Uh, RTMS does it, is it FDA approved and is that fine? Okay. Yeah. So you know RTMS sort of arrived on the scene probably you know approximately about thirty years ago, okay. give or take. And it was originally brought into medical research to identify the motor pathways to help identify um, you know the the neuronal networks that lead to motor movement in the brain. And then it just rapidly became you know, the, the, the expanded use sort of rapidly moved it to actual treatment. Right. And so I believe it was around 2008. So it became FDA approved for depression. And since there's FDA approvals for depression and OCD, migraine, and uh, based on what I'm seeing, you know, I think it would be reasonable to predict there's, there's going to be an expanding FDA approval. Um, you know, I would hope, uh, expanding to a, a number of different conditions or indications in the next five to 10 years. Although, you know, those, those processes take time. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I'm a, uh, a life loving surfer on the Island of Hawaii. I mean, the state in the state of Hawaii, and I've been competitively surfing or recreationally surfing. I, I ding my head a few times. Now all of a sudden I'm not getting my sleep. I'm getting emotional uh, issues. I have anxiety. It's starting to, things aren't looking right. I live a clean life. Um, so taking that st- somewhat lack of better term status quo. Um, how many sessions would you say I would need to go through with you? And uh, let's say I go through the first of all, let you do that. How many sessions do I anticipate going through? Well, I think the, the probably the best way to look at it would be um, it's the, the general treatment course is, is 40 treatments. Now, that being said, what we've seen is that there's, there's five to 10% of people that that are either not responding or by our internal definition, we call them sub responders. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we usually know who those folks are within the first 20 treatments. So you're, you're essentially looking at doing 20 treatments. And as you respond within, we usually know actually by about treatment 15 or 16 statistically. Um, but within those first 20, you will know, and most of the people around you will know whether or not it's working and worth mm-hmm. going the distance, the 40 treatments. Now that said, thought- what we see over and over again is that people, especially, uh, you know, high performing athletes, professionals, you know, if you think about it, historically folks that have achieved that kind of success, there's, there's. Historically, there's there's an implied synchrony that had to have been there, hmm. and so our ability to reset the brain into its groove that it's already had uh, is much greater than, say, for example, someone who hasn't had that history, sure. you know, yeah. from a neurophysical standpoint. And so, a lot of our athletes, uh, we call them, they're, they're a lot of them are super responders. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Well, you yeah. just summarized it so well um, with that. 
Let me ask you a question. We get a lot from hyperbaric oxygen therapy. People say I go through my 20 sessions and then I don't do anymore. Do I dig, do I digress? And obviously no uh, on HBOT. And then what about RTMS? You go through your 20 sessions, you don't go anymore. Do I digress? Or is it a question of, well, when you feel as though you're not synced, we need to get resynced because your brain is still healing. Yeah, so <clears throat> we basically like to get this, the brain into a relatively synchronous state and then hold it there yeah. for about a week or two. And that will predict treatment durability. Uh, there's about there's about 20, about 20 plus percent of folks that, you know, within that year are, are going to want to do what we would call a touch up, sort of like a maintenance. Mm -hmm. That said, what we've seen though, as we've developed our own clinical pathways and then follow up, essentially, if, if we can get folks to really hone in to their lifestyle discipline, they hang on to most of the uh, positive effects for a significant period of time as we tracked people, because we track folks at a month, six months, a year, a year and a half, now out two years. The vast majority of people that hang on to uh, most of the gains that are made, especially those that really dial into their, their sleep window and sleep quality variables. Perfect. Let's go right into the, your experience from treating sports-related concussions. What are the three or five, you name them, two or one, whatever the number is, most common desynchronized parts of the brain when you have a sub-concussed or concussed person from sports that comes to your office? Well, I, you know, sleep, headaches, difficulty focusing, and sort of a, one that, that, that uh, folks who have had significant concussions over time that they will describe after we treat them and they get everything synchronous and healthy again is, is the, the changes in their eye tracking hmm. and, and the ways that they would experience that when driving or crossing the street. So, but I think the, the top three that I see over and over again in terms of what's, what's presenting in front of us and then what, what we're able to reestablish is, you know, reestablishing, you know, a healthy circadian rhythm around sleep, um, reducing or resolving the intensity and or frequency of headaches and then the, the improved focus, um, you know, because to the extent that any or all of those top three are off, you begin to see the, uh, you know, neuropsychiatric sequela that we see play out over months and, and sadly sometimes over years of depression, anxiety, um, you know, the self drift towards self-medication, the substances and, and on and on and on. So you mentioned something very powerful because we're experiencing a tremendous amount of mental health issues around the country for a variety of reasons. But one of the reasons we see in our space is that subconcussions are obviously ignored until the, um, obviously the symptoms become dramatic or become just not uncomfortable. And as time goes on, the brain gets even more unsynced, I would think. So this, it must take a lot longer for you to resync these types of individuals who are just in this spiraling effect for years of mental instability. Yeah, it, it really varies from person to person. I mean, I've, mm -hmm. I've seen folks uh, where they didn't even realize it, that, that it was a sort of a chronic 
subconcussive type picture. And so, and sometimes it's just a, you know, uh, a relatively efficient short duration of treatment can just, you know, turn maybe that, that one region on. And, and again, a lot of that is dependent upon the sleep quality. So if, if someone comes to me, whether it's a severe concussion or a, a mild concussion or a, or a subconcussive type injury, if their sleep quality is good, they'll respond well and, yeah. and respond relatively quickly. But I, I think that this, the concept, the concept of subconcussions, we really need to elevate that because them. It doesn't take much, and it's hard for me to admit that. To be honest with you, I, you know, I, I was I was born in Nebraska, football country, and so you know, it's, right. it's, I think it's a wonderful game, a teacher of life, and has so much to offer. And so, for most, life, I think I've kind of I've been able to visualize these functional brain assessments to to really have to come full circle. Or at least do a 180 around this idea Absolutely. of Absolutely. These, these stun neurons cause symptoms flat out. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of courage of the recipients to ask for help. And that's one reason we, you know, one hit away we're so passionate. We want to make people feel very comfortable with um, having to ask to look for help because that's the first step if you're uncomfortable. Um, let's but, go but to so real, real, the, these, real, these stun neurons, like you're saying, it's like, it's these non-specific symptoms, right? They become a, people become a little bit irritable, right? Yeah. The brain becomes yeah. a little noisy. They become a little unfocused, and it's this slow drift, like the way that it's described to me by those that have had it. Had my cussing you know, the the easy things. You have to start thinking through the even the easy tasks throughout the day. So it doesn't. You're you're not in bed. You're not completely over time it's this it's this slow drag that eventually affects people and, and i think a lot of it has to do with this subconcussive neuronal stunning that's a great description relative to our audience's interest in tms of let's just say of the tms centers in the country the united states what percentage do you think are specialized at your level at our tms you know it's hard it's it's i've been in this uh this rabbit hole or this cave, you know, in the middle of nowhere for so long that, yeah, I, I don't, I really, I'm not aware of what other folks are doing to a large degree. Um, I, I, I get the sense that most TMS centers, if you will, are doing these 10 hertz um, uh, dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, RTMS. And there, there's, Probably my my best guess would be ten to ten to twenty centers in the country are are doing some some level of um, modified or, or more precision or, or personalized type RTMS. Well, to that point, I'd ask the listeners to just call One Hit Away uh, Foundation and let us help you map out your specific region of potential help, or we can get in touch with Dr. Jason Kiefer right away, and he can obviously align himself with some uh, quality colleagues of his throughout the country on the specialty. Um, right. That'd be in terms of, that's probably a good initiative for us to work on, is I could can help identify absolutely. who those are, and we can, we can sort of we, channel we, people we, in that As direction. you know, you, you've talked to our brain healing team, and uh, we take great pride in setting up a network of healing modalities that we invented out 
for our recipients. So we, we, we do need to do a little work for our audience on that. We're here, here to get that started for sure. Um, many in the audience that, were, that are listening right now see right now just generally see your work as a silo modality, which means they may not be convinced you'll be working with their MD that they trust. Uh, do you work as an integrative with their ND, MDs uh, in, in, in concert with them? Absolutely. We frequently collaborate with other other treaters. You know, if I just think about the folks here on in Hawaii, you know, Dr. Josuke Tanaka, Dr. Jennifer King, Rachel Cole, these are the concussion experts here on island. And, and a lot of the pediatricians as over the over the last couple of years are becoming more and more aware, at least in our community. And certainly, you know, we I, since we get folks that that travel in from Japan and and, and the West Coast, you know, we, we take it upon ourselves to make sure we we connect with uh, the, you know, the patient's primary treating team um, from their home, from their home region. That's uh, so key right now, because that's a lot of people have and they're just generally uncomfortable to go outside of their comfort zone. And in order to get better, they need to get out of their comfort zone and uh, have a what we call an orchestrated event with people that they trust. And so I'm glad you, I'm, it doesn't surprise me because of your success that you do that. Um, so for those who, because of the great work that you do at uh, the Brain Health Hawaii Center, for those who are up and running back to themselves, they think, and even better, um, what kind of advice do you share with them for staying brain healthy? For example, there may be three to five things to say, you know what, this is what we suggest you consistently do now with being synchronized here's what your brain deserves more of going forward do you have any advice for them yeah you know it's 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 really it's really neat to see you know um first of all i just thinking historically your these questions you're asking is making me think historically throughout my career how you know i know how frustrating and painful it was for me as a treater and then obviously knowing exponentially on the other side for those folks historically that weren't getting better from the, you know, the sequelae of a concussive, a post-concussive syndrome. But now to be on the other side of it is really, it's really a blessing as, as a doc, you know, where you just want to help people to see, you know, you see, I get to see folks who are just barely hanging on when they come in for the assessment. I mean, they're, they're hanging on by threads, sometimes a thread. And then to see them get better and to be alongside them as they get better. And so the cool thing is that for most of these folks, as they get better, once they're inside of, it's just like like laser focus around the things that they yeah. need. Because over their dead bodies, do they ever want to go anywhere near where they were before? And that doesn't mean necessarily putting themselves in a bubble and not doing activities. Sure. You know, got you know professional football players, professional athletes, and people who that's that you know people, you know who, who move on with their lives, not, you know, they're not risk averse, but they're, they're making sure that they're controlling the variables that they can to keep their health and to optimize their performance. And so that's, that's really been neat to see and to see how, um, once you, it's just like rent for those, those things. And, and the things that we frequently harp on over and over are the things that, that your audience are is well informed about. And I would say, Number one, probably number one, two, and three is sleep discipline, right? Sleep discipline, sleep, dis sleep discipline, sleep discipline. Because the sleep's not always there, but to the extent that you can set and be disciplined, 
and routinized around the sleep window over a 365 day period, you're going to get more sleep. So it's thinking of it like it's a long range goal or being in the pursuit of rather than just evaluating it on a night by night or even week by week matter because it can be frustrating because things happen. So I'd say sleep discipline. And then if we're thinking about the next, we went one, two, three, five, you know, we're looking at that at activities that you can engage in that promote sort of that flow state, that connected state, the synchronous state in the brain. So that's high intensity exercise or, or any form of exercise. And then you're moving into things that we know from the research that promote sort of the, you know, frontal brain connection, cortex synchrony, like prayer, meditation. At least it's just make sure you stay hydrated. You know, I, I think if folks can stay focused on those things and really that in, in, in my mind and our minds here at Brain Health Hawaii, we look at that as th those are the things that it's like you're trying to build a house and this is pouring the concrete foundation. So everything else that you stack on top of it, like supplements and, and diet, you're going to get a greater return on investment with things if the concrete is poured, the sleep discipline, exercise, meditation, prayer, and hydration. That's fabulous. That's a great place to um, set the stage to wrap this up. I know we could have talked for another two, three hours on our passion. Um, it is professionals so much like, like yourself through the country that give us so much confidence to our recipients when we actually hand them off to what we call the brainiacs to obviously get them on and get their lives back to uncover this invisible injury and to see a quality of life back into these recipients that they never thought they can grab hold of again and then take that quality of life and share it with others and become the spirit that they deserve. So uh, again, Dr. Jason Kiefer, thank you for your time and expertise today. It's phenomenal, just, in, just incredible. Um, so the, how does everyone listening get a hold of you regarding this expertise? Should they just go to brainhealthhawaii.com? That's the easiest way to get, get to you? Right, you can go to brainhealthhawaii.com. Um, our office number is area code 808-554-5688. Either one of those. Um, those are probably the two best ways to get a hold to get a hold of us. And we will uh, definitely put. Um, obviously, we're just engaging in terms of some restructuring of our website, but some you know we're going to put uh, Dr. Jason Keeper's information on our strategic partnership page, so you'll have that immediately. Um, and, uh, so again, thank you for your time today, Dr. Kiefer, and it was truly a fascinating discussion and we look forward to another one in the near future as we dig a little deeper into this phenomenal technology to synchronize the brain and stabilize it for its health that it deserves and it earns. Um, before we end, I want to share a few items with our listeners. Um, just as a reminder, you can go to onehitaway.org, our website, again, www onehitaway.org for more information and also uh, to share this podcast with others that you've already found. Um, and our motto at One Hit Away Foundation is really all about synchronization. It's One Hit Away understands your brain can change your game. So thanks again, Dr. Jason Kiefer. Stay healthy, stay passionate. And to our listeners, we'll talk soon. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Bye-bye. Have a good day.